Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Jack Tompkins. Jack, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Let's do it. Let's let's go. Jack is the owner of Pineapple Consulting Firm. They're an organization helping analyze and visualize your data in interactive dashboards so you get all the insights that you need from the data without having to actually touch it. Jack, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So thanks for having me on, George. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. A little bit about my, my personal life, I guess. I'm originally from uh, Connecticut, which uh, we were just talking about. We're very proud of our pizza there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's uh, one of the bright spots of Connecticut. But uh, I moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, because it's there's a whole lot more going on down here. Um, but born and raised, went to school and worked in Connecticut and all that fun stuff. And uh, I guess tailoring that to why I do what I do, the whole data for small businesses thing, I always liked math class growing up. That was always my favorite class, and it boggled my mind that it was nobody else's favorite class. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. And uh, there was one week where my teacher was out, and there was a sub in, and you know nobody really got the homework, so I just got up and kind of started teaching the class. And I really liked being able to help other people, at that time other kids, understand math, get the value out of it, and stuff like that. So I have transferred that little teacher in me uh, to this whole small business data and dashboards and making sense out of the numbers for entrepreneurs. And it's, uh, it's given me satisfaction throughout life. And, uh, it's, it's been really, really fun being an entrepreneur doing that, uh, same exact kind of thing. Amazing. I'm just trying to, trying to think back what subject I would have been confident enough in to actually stand up and walk to the front and 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 start teaching. And I'll, I'm going to have to circle back on that one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's incredible. So Thank was you. it just like, okay, this is obviously what I'm going to do now is get up and start teaching the class. Well, so it was. We had to sub in and like you know she was ready to put on a movie and math class kind of thing. And like mm. not her fault, she wasn't a math person. Um, and we were just doing homework and I was you know just going through it and people knew that I liked it so they just asked me like oh like how do you do this how do you do this. And it got to the point where the people on the other side of the room were asking me. I was like, all right, let me just do this on the board. <laughs> Perfect. I love yeah, it. It worked out. <laughs> so take us through 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 your career because uh, I know that, that you worked for – you were a portfolio manager with the Hartford for a while. But walk us through your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Yeah, so I, my portfolio manager stuff was uh, managing uh, personal finances actually uh, for myself and my family uh, at the Hartford, uh, for those who may not know, it's an insurance company, obviously based out of Connecticut. <laughs> um, and I was in a leadership development program there. Really liked the work, the people, everything. They gave me, uh, objectively, probably way too much responsibility for a 22-year-old right out of <laughs> college. But I had a whole lot of fun, learned a lot of good skills. Um, and and I really liked the analytics piece of it, of course. So from that, I've always had kind of the entrepreneurial spirit. So I figured, all right, I really like this analytical stuff. I know I can do it and I can do it, you know, pretty well for the corporate uh, world. I bet small businesses need the same kind of thing, but don't have access to it. Mm -hmm. So I put some feelers out, got really good feedback and uh, went full time um, April of 2020 into what is now Pineapple Consulting Firm. Um, 
helping small businesses become data driven. Nice. So how is how is the shift? So a couple things. I I am not the math person, so I would have been the one asking you questions or probably trying <laughs> tr- probably just trying to look at your paper if 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 we're being totally honest. <laughs> Um, and I've been more the, and I don't want to refer to you as as an analytical person or an introvert by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that, and you tell me where I'm missing here, a lot of entrepreneurs are probably not the math data-driven analytical people. And so now you are both because you're an entrepreneur and, and, and you're, you're, you're that. So tell me about the problem that you saw. Is it, am, am, am I close to the mark? Yeah, it's... um. So the problem I saw is not having access to the value within their data. So I'll elaborate more on that. So a lot of entrepreneurs, to your point, George, they are they got into it because they love making their little widgets or selling their service. They're not experts in running a business, and I am no expert in running a business either. Numbers are my thing, though, and to your point, a lot of other people aren't. So while they aren't experts in the numbers and getting the data and all that stuff, they know that there's value in it. They just don't know how to get it or they don't have the time for it uh, is the more common situation. So the problem that I saw was a lot of people that know, all right, I, you know, even shark tank tells me I got to know my numbers and stuff. Most people probably know like their revenue and profit offhand, but what about your conversions for marketing? Where's each of those conversions coming from? What's your ROI in your different marketing? Um, what's the breakdown in your revenue and how is that trending? So all of that stuff, it's, it's things that entrepreneurs think about and are aware of. They just don't have access to, at least not easy access to. So that was kind of the big thing that I saw. And through building dashboards and providing analysis, um, the entrepreneurs that I'm able to help, they get the full access to it. They say, I want to know this, that, and, and X, Y, Z, whatever. And then they can actually see it. It's just, all right, I'm going to pull up my dashboard five minutes. Boom, done. I know exactly what's going on in my business. Um, that is not something that a lot of folks are offering, at least not that I've found. So it's been a really, really cool niche for me to kind of slide into. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I think that, that every small business owner would like to be able to wake up in the morning and at some stage there, probably immediately, but at some stage in the morning to be able to open up their dashboard, say, this is my company. This is everything that's going on. But yeah, like how do I even go about that? I have no idea. So are there, walk, walk me through sort of those kind of the key metrics that people would like to see or that you find they'd like to see and sort of just all, all, what, what, what normally goes into that dashboard? Sure. So there's, there's a few categories I like to spike it out into. Uh, one that is the most common is financial. So it is revenue and profit. Definitely a great place to start if you're just starting out. Um, if you want to go deeper, you get into some of the different margin things. Uh, where your expenses are kind of shaking out and, you know, is are you going to too many networking events and spending too much money and and how does that whole expense situation look and how does it impact your bottom line? So really nothing crazy, right? It's stuff that you think about. Just being able to access it really quickly is huge. Uh, the second area is marketing. So like kind of like I mentioned, um, I focus on conversions because conversions pay the bills, uh, leads don't. Although, obviously, it's important to track both. Uh, if you're just starting, again, I would recommend start with conversions. Uh, maybe level two or more advanced or whatever you want to call it 
is tracking that ROI, so the return on investment of your different marketing avenues. So are the Facebook ads working better than the Google ads? Is one networking group working better than, than another? Is your SEO working? Stuff like that um, really helps kind of guide your time and your efforts and your money uh, for marketing. And then the last one is the group that I like to call uh, operational data. So in that, think like time tracking, especially if you're a service-based business uh, where you don't really have inventory, you have time. So your hourly rate uh, by client, um, where are you spending your time and, and what's your sales cycle look like? That's a big one. Um, so a lot of a lot of fun things in the operational that gets very customized very quickly depending on the business. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Fascinating. I think that, yeah, probably people are, are, are well aware of how much revenue they have coming in. Maybe not so right. much the profit piece. Um, but if if we are marketing and have lots of different ways that leads are coming in, do we really know what should I be you know, spending less time on? What should I be spending more time on? And then tracking my time. Which one of those, if, if, if any, are people the most reticent to actually dive into? The time tracking. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, honestly, it's it kind of annoying to finish an activity and then log your time or carve some time out at the end of the day and log it all. That is one that has to be, unfortunately, uh, largely manual data entry. And nobody wants to do that. I don't even want to do that. So I totally understand it. The... Uh, benefits far outweigh the costs, but it is one of those annoying things. Ah, oh, all right, I got to do this now, and it, you know it takes five seconds, but you know it it definitely feels pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's a lot. Just the actual doing it's probably annoying. There's probably some psychological stuff of not wanting to be really honest with myself about how I'm spending my time. <laughs> you know, right? Do you think that that's something that we need to do forever, or or maybe just sort of rip the bandaid off and get down to how I'm actually spending my time. And so I know. Right. Knowing is half the battle. So it's get a good baseline of it. And if you end up just kind of cruising, maybe you don't have to do it forever, but if you're growing and scaling, you want to see how your employees are spending their time, mm. not to like check on them and micromanage or anything. It's just, if they're completing a task that you thought would take 10 hours and they're only doing it in three, that's awesome give them some more challenging stuff or promote them, you know, whatever. So it's, there is value in it to keep going. Um, uh, but like I said, if you're kind of in uh, maybe more of like a lifestyle business and you're kind of coasting, it might not be number one, um, but definitely worth having a general sense of, I would say. You could tell me, no, you're wrong. You need to track it for, for forever, George. <laughs> <laughs> now this is super key. And, and I, I I was just thinking about, you know, just, just, just one person, but a thousand percent. If you have, you know, if you have a team or you're wanting to grow, um, then knowing how, how your people are spending their time, not to micromanage to your point, but just to know. Um, right. I got it. So is it ever too early? Is it ever too late to, to start putting these systems in place? Uh, the best time was when you started your business. The second best time is today, right? Yeah. So it's it's never too late. Um, it's, it's probably never too early, I guess, either. But... Um, yeah, start. I like to say just start with something easy. If you just want to, like with time tracking as that example, if you just want to track your billable hours, great. Start there because that's actually kind of fun because you get to hit the little dollar sign and know that you're going to get paid from that hour that you just worked. 
Um, same thing for all the other metrics, though. If you want to start with something easy, start with revenue. You know, you probably know it, but put it into a little dashboard or a little graph or something. Marketing, start with conversions, and then kind of let the snowball take effect from there. And and your your questions will guide you. Of great, I got six conversions. Well, where did they come from? Oh, well, how does that compare? And you know, it kind of starts the thought process. So, never too late to start. Start with something easy. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, walk me through a typical engagement that you have. How do people? How do you know? How how do they? How do you put it all together? How how, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> Totally fair question. Um, A lot of folks come in and they want to see something. They want to see, I'll just use the same basic examples. They want to see their revenue in a a dashboard tied with their marketing conversions and their hourly rate by client. So, okay, that's what I want to see. How the heck do we do that, Jack? So we, we kind of talk about where the data comes from. Um, The, if, if you want to get started on your own, this is kind of the blueprint to follow too, but talk about where the data comes from. Uh, step two is actually getting it into something that is easily updatable. So if it's automated, fantastic, obviously best case scenario. If it's something as simple as downloading a CSV, which pretty much any software that you're using is going to allow you to do that. Great. Dump it into a little template sheet in Excel. Uh, that is the annoying part objectively. So if you do try this on your own, uh, I fully encourage it for one and two that is the part that is annoying. And then three is actually making it visual because nobody wants to look at a boring black and white CSV file or anything that looks remotely like that. Put it into charts and graphs. There are some indicators out there of, you know, this week compared to last week, month over month, year over year, et cetera. Um, and that's kind of the fun part. So that's how the engagement goes. We kind of talk through really just the goal. And then I say, okay, I'll need access to the data or whatever. We'll build it like this. And then um, depending on the project, sometimes it turns into, hey, we want a whole bunch more information. We want more ongoing analytics and stuff like that. So it becomes a long-term thing. And sometimes they just stop at a project, and that is totally fine, too. I'm happy to help wherever I can. Yeah, I appreciate that. And so the final result is hopefully it's – just people are, it's, it's a streamlined process. So it is automated. Um, mm-hmm. is it possible to fully automate everything or is there the, the time management stuff you're going to need to, to, to manually input, but the rest of it. Yeah. The rest of it you can get depending on slight caveat, depending on where all the data is coming from, you could get really close to fully automated, um, with most data sources, I would say again, plenty of caveats in there, but there is definitely that use case. And we're at a point with technology that, that everything is syncing up. I, I imagine it's online if I want it to be. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. Okay. Perfect. And roughly speaking, how, how, I, I guess the sky's the limit, but what is a typical engagement? How, like how, how long does it take when somebody says, yeah, I want to do this to the point where we have a functioning dashboard? Uh, about four to six weeks on average. Um, and a lot of that time is really just like the back and forth of, Hey, how does this look? Oh, that looks great. But let's also do this and kind of not, not changing the scope of work or anything like that, but just kind of the, the back and forth. So it meets their expectations and hopefully exceeds it. Um, but it's, but it's exactly what they want is obviously the goal or else they're probably not going to use it. So that's the time, uh, the, the big piece of time in there. 
Yeah. And I imagine that once people start seeing things, then it says, okay, you know, it, it'd be cool to be able to see this as well. And then the really scope of what they want the dashboard and the information, the track probably grows and grows and grows. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate, um, I've worked at, at, I've worked with two really big insurance companies over the course of my career uh, years ago at this point. One had these amazing systems and these amazing dashboards. Like it was incredible. And the other uh, didn't really have them at all. And I was shocked that these companies are almost mirror images of each other from the outside, but that they were so different. And so I can certainly attest to the value of being able to, to pop open a dashboard and to see you know, just, just the health of your business and where everything's going. Um, and I imagine that that's feedback that you get all the time. That it, it totally is. And it's so funny that you bring that up too, because I've, I've worked with a few fortune 500 companies and to all the entrepreneurs listening, if you're thinking like, Oh crap, I don't have data in place. I don't have a dashboard. Some fortune 500 companies don't either. Like to your point, George, there's the one insurance company that had a great, the other one that didn't, there are plenty of companies that are still figuring it out. So back to what we were talking about earlier, it's never too late to start. Yeah, wild. Love it. Well, Jack, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So my difference-making tip is um, give data a seat at the table. It doesn't have to run your business. It doesn't have to guide your day-to-day. Just hear what it has to say, and I guarantee that you will learn something about your business by looking into the numbers. Um I like to say you can be completely right with your gut instinct, and I have no problems at all. You can be completely right with your gut instinct. You can be completely profitable with the help of data, though, too. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Jack, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Pineapple Consulting? Thanks so much for having me on, George. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, more about me pineapplecf.com is my website uh, short for pineappleconsultingfirm.com you can find me on LinkedIn too I'm always on there but uh, plenty of examples visuals interactive stuff on my dashboard or on my website about dashboards uh, and other sort of analytics too so always happy to talk shop excellent well if you enjoyed this much as I did show Jack your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to pineapplecf.com and check out the resources and everything that Jack's working on. Find him on LinkedIn as well. I'll list both of those and all, all the places in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Jack. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.